Welcome to Rewished, a charmed 1998 rewatch podcast. Join us on our journey as we recap, examine, and critique the series episode by episode from the beginning. We'll be keeping our podcast spoiler free. So we welcome fans, new and old, to join us in watching and reflecting on one of our favorite shows. Currently, we're on season three. I'm your host, Jess Sabanko. And I'm your host, Mia Sabanko. Now let's get into this week's episode. This week, we're discussing season three, episode six, Primrose Empath. It originally aired on November 9th, 2000 and had 6.09 million viewers. So let's jump right in. (laughs) Get right into it. So we open at the manor in the kitchen and there's a fork on the table and Prue is trying to move it with her telekinesis, but it's not working. So she like stretches and then tries again. And she keeps getting more and more frustrated as it's not working, but keeps on trying. That's when Phoebe walks in and at first she's talking about like not liking her outfit. And then she's like, oh my God, you lost your powers. And Prue says, can't lose what you never had. And then Astral projects out of the room. And Phoebe's like, Marco. And Prue's like, Polo from the attic, where we see Prue sitting on a chair with a book about telekinesis. Phoebe walks in and asks what she was doing. And she says that she's practicing. She wants to be able to use telekinesis in astral mode. And Phoebe's like, hmm, which exercises? Since when? And she says, since I studied up on Belthazor, The triad couldn't have sent us a worse demon, she says, or one with worse skin. I would hate to find myself alone with this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Prue says, yeah, well, you wouldn't last long. None of us would. That's why I'm trying to teach my astral self how to fight. And Phoebe sits down and groans, and she's like, I have a date with Cole. And Prue's like, you say that like it's a bad thing. And Phoebe says, it's a lunch date. And Prue's like, so? She's like, so it's not a good sign. Lunch is a cheap imitation of dinner. That's why it has its own special menu. And you know, we kissed last week. We should be on to dinner and candlelight by now. And Prue starts to respond, but then like her tooth starts hurting. So she like grabs it and she mentions to Phoebe that she has a dentist appointment in an hour. So she gets up and leaves and Phoebe starts looking at the book. So I like this little intro here, kind of setting us up with... um you know, more Cole and Phoebe, Prue starting to kind of work on her powers and still being kind of obsessed with trying to figure out how to stop these demons. And then the toothache, which will be, you know, brought up later. Yes. And also, I mean, I'm just going to agree with Phoebe here. I think a lunch date is a bad sign. I'm in total agreement. Yeah, I would not want that at all. Like, not in the beginning, at least, like as a first date, you're going to take me to lunch. Like, that's bullshit yeah like if you know you've been dating already and you go grab lunch sure yeah yeah like that's normal but aside from that it's like yeah a little weird like ask me to like breakfast or ask me to dinner don't ask me to lunch (laughs) I would say dinner and like that's it but I'm more of like a late night kind of person like take me to a bar we'll meet up and like hang out and dance and like get some quick food you know what I mean like yeah that's that's more me or even to, like, a movie or something. But, yeah. uh, yeah, no, lunch or even breakfast, I'd be like, this is all weird. <laughs> I like breakfast because then you can, like, do something after because it's still, like, early in the day. True. 
That's like fair. you could get breakfast and then like go like I've gone on dates where like I've gotten breakfast and then we've like gone for like a walk in the park or something. Right. That's nice. But I mean, you also got to understand I'm you're a, a little a little younger <laughs> than you. <laughs> <laughs> Only a nine year age gap. <laughs> so. <Yeah>, literally. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, no, I'm definitely on the same page as Phoebe, but it's not like Cole really understands fucking, you know, human, regular, um, what's it called? What? Dating? Kind of like the way we think, yeah, like dating, like the way we think about things, what they mean and whatever. Cole's doesn't really know all that, you know? Or does he? We don't know. <laughs> True. I would just assume because I know he's like, demon mr demon you know yeah you're right you're right but i don't know (laughs) (laughs) so now we are at a construction zone and prue is driving and the cops stop her because of the construction it's like all going on then cole teleports in nearby and prue sees a bus pass by that has a seatbelt ad with the logo that says save the innocent and she's like what And then an arrow starts glowing on the street sign pointing left and Cole like waves his hand to change it and it switches to point right. So Prue turns in that direction and Cole teleports out. So something interesting going on here. Obviously, we see that Cole is setting Prue up for something. We just don't know what that is quite yet. Exactly. He's obviously in there trying to get her to go to a certain spot and... We don't have too much information on that yet, but she is clearly following the signs. Yes. So then we're in the manor and also in Prue's car because it's a phone call between Phoebe and Prue. Phoebe answers the phone. She's in the bathroom. And Prue's like, hey, did you cast any give me a sign spells lately? And Phoebe says she hasn't. And then Prue goes on to say that it seems like somebody's dropping signs right in front of her. And she's like, you need to ignore the signs and get yourself to the dentist. And Prue says she knows and hangs up, but then she sees more signs. And then on a building, it says final stop. So Prue gets out of her car and she goes up to one of the construction workers at the building. And she's like, excuse me. And he's like, you're with social services, right? And she's like, no, why? The worker tells her that the guy won't come out of his loft and that they're supposed to start the demolition today. Then he says, poor guy, he hasn't stepped outside in years. And then he walks away and Prue goes into the building, even though the door says, danger, do not enter. She knocks on the apartment door and opens it. And we see that like it's closed by like a chain lock. And the guy yells, close the door, go away. And Prue says she wants to talk. And he says again to please go away. So she closes the door and then uses her power to remove the chain lock, which, oh, I, like we mentioned in Chick Flick, we're now seeing Prue again using her power without seeing the thing she's moving. Yeah, she's able to do it. Yeah. So we see that. And then she goes in and he starts running to like the corner and telling her not to come any closer. She asks if he's hurt and he says, my head is exploding. The pain, you're letting it in. She says, what pain? He says, everyone's pain from the city and the streets. I feel it. I feel all of it. And she says, I won't hurt you. And he says, you are hurting me. Your pity. It's like razors inside. Oh, your tooth. I feel your tooth. 
all your pain. I can't stand it. Why didn't you just go when I asked? And he's like crying and Prue like holds her cheek and looks at him. So pretty intense scene here. This poor guy looks like he's in so much pain and Prue obviously just wants to be there to help him. And I don't know exactly why he can feel everyone's pain, what's going to happen, but I'm definitely curious to find out. Yeah. The premise here is really interesting. I mean, the way that Prue's getting these signs, right? We know they're from Cole. She doesn't know where they're coming from. She only knows they're not from Phoebe. Then we get this idea that she wants to help someone, but by trying to help, she's causing him pain. And I will say this actor is really good. Like, um, his performance is really strong and believable in these scenes. Yeah, I definitely agree. He's doing a great job. Not an easy thing to act out. No, definitely not. So then we go to the theme song. And after that, we go to the manor in the living room. And Piper and Leo are arguing. And Leo's like, I just can't believe you introduced me as a friend. And she's like, okay, social malfunction. I hadn't seen the woman in years. I'm sorry. And he's like, I lost my wings for you. You know, I hurled my body onto the path of oncoming demons. You wanted heaven. I took you there. Literally. I'm more than a friend. And she's like, I know. But if I had introduced you as my fiance, she would have asked how we met, when we're getting married, where the hell my ring is. Questions that I can't answer now, can I? And he says, I suppose that's how I became a doctor, too. She's like, well, you were a doctor. And she's like, look, what am I supposed to tell people that I'm engaged to a white lighter? Sometimes being magical kind of takes the magic right out of things. And he's like, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. And she's like, oh, come on. Don't you sometimes every now and then? I just want to feel like what it's like to live in the real world. Then Prue and Cole both walk in and Piper's like, what are you two doing together? And she's like, oh, uh, Cole pulled up behind me. And then Phoebe walks in looking cute as hell. And he apologizes for being late. And they start flirting with each other. And Prue's like, um, Phoebe, I wanted to talk to you about the signs, uh, the assignment that we were talking about on the phone. And Prue's, or Phoebe's like, where did it lead? And she says, to this incredibly tragic guy who's scared to leave his own home, which might be okay if it weren't about to be torn down. And Cole asks if there was a social worker there, and Prue tells him that he's getting evicted this afternoon, and Cole offers to make a call, and Piper sends him to the kitchen. So, first half of the scene, the Piper and Leo thing, totally get why Leo's upset. Everything yeah. he's saying makes complete sense to me. I do understand Piper to a certain extent, but like, friend, come on, you could have even said boyfriend, literally anything. Yeah, you could have said anything that made him sound a little more. That would I would have been a little hurt by that if I was Leo, too. He's yeah. not wrong, too. Like, literally took her to heaven. <laughs> literally, like, everything he's saying, you know? Yeah. yeah. Though I also don't get why he's, like, you know, sorry you feel that way about her talking about, like, the issues with being magic. Like, this is not even close to the first time Piper's saying something like this. Like, you know this is how she feels. Yeah. But, I mean, I do get him being upset about it. This is uh, definitely a valid argument here. Yes, definitely. And it feels like a real argument, too. Going into the second part of the scene, I mean, what are you two doing together? Funniest line of the episode. That was so funny. Yeah, absolute comedy. But aside from that, I'm excited to see kind of what part Cole's going to play in this. Why he brought uh, Prue to this guy in the first place and kind of what's going to happen next. 
Yeah, I'm interested in what his plan is here. So then we're in the kitchen and Cole pulls out his phone and then we see his like shadow starting to leave. And he's like, where are you going? We agreed no more triad reports, not until my plan succeeds. I can't be associated with any more failed attempts. And that's when Phoebe walks in and his shadow is still like separate from him. And we can tell he's kind of like worried that she's going to notice, but she doesn't. She goes over and grabs some aspirin and water, then kisses him and leaves. And he tells his shadow that the plan will work. And if it doesn't, then he can tell the triad. So I guess we're confirming here that the shadow demon is separate from Cole. They're not one being because I remember we asked that the first time we saw it. Yeah, I assumed it was, like, his shadow, like, kind of uh, helper guy, like, his little assistant. But, yeah, it seems like he's something completely different in this scene. Maybe, like, somehow part of the triad. I'm not really sure exactly what that is. Yeah, just kind of like a watcher helper kind of thing. Other than that, here we can see, again, the different like the conflict between him and triad obviously now he's hiding things from them at least until the plan succeeds whatever that means feels like he's starting to lose his grasp a little bit yes definitely so now back in the living room the sisters and leo are all together and leo thinks that the innocent is a future empath and he says mortals who can actually feel what other people feel when they die they often return to earth as empaths where they blend into society as counselors, elders, teachers. They use their sensitivity to guide mortals, to ease their pain, and even heal them. And Prue doesn't think it seems like a gift and says that everything is extremely painful for him. And Leo says, well, it could be that he's rejecting his gift, fighting the emotions he feels instead of embracing them. Piper thinks that he definitely sounds like an innocent, and Leo doesn't want a future empath lost. And Prue says, I care less about his future life and more about his present one. I know what it's like to receive a power that you just do not understand. And Phoebe's like, what I don't understand is who sent the signs you followed. And Leo says, it could be them, it could be, and Piper's like, Cole, because he walks back in. And he writes his pager on his card and says that he knows a guy who will relocate him. And Prue thanks him and she and goes. Then Phoebe and Cole start to head out. And Leo asks if they can join. And he's like, it'll be great. Two couples out on the town in the real world. What could be greater? And Cole's like, uh, it's up to you. And Phoebe's like, why not? But obviously very (laughs) upset that they just barged into their lunch date. So I'm loving that. Yeah, Um, this is this whole thing. I mean. Yeah, whole situation. I mean, again, Cole seems... Like, he's being helpful. I'm not really sure what his motives are, what his game plan is here. And the whole Piper and Leo of it all kind of hilarious to me. Yeah. And this whole, like, concept of empaths is really interesting. Yeah. And I'm excited to see, like, what more we might learn about this as the episode goes on. So, yeah. So then we go to a place called Crest Hill Psychiatric Hospital. And we see this older man who is standing by a window. And he notices the newspaper that another patient nearby is reading about a shut-in refusing to leave a building. And he starts kind of freaking out. He's like, no, and takes the paper. Then he runs over to a nurse and says that he needs to get out. 
She's like, it's okay, Father Thomas, relax. He's like, no, you don't understand. They're tearing it down. I have to get there. And then these orderlies come over and grab him to stop him as he starts yelling about having to get to the building so he can protect the innocent. And the chaos all around the room continues. And then we kind of flash back to the newspaper where we see that um, shut-in guy sitting there. So obviously there's something going on with this shut-in guy. I don't know who this Father Thomas guy is and how he plays into the story. We don't have too much information here, but I assume he's going to be important throughout the episode. Yeah, and I mean, something I guess that's kind of hinting at us that he's maybe a bad guy is one, Cole led us there, right? And two, this Father Thomas talking about having to protect the innocent Though Father Thomas is in a mental health facility, so is he a reliable source? I'm not too sure yet. Right. We definitely need to find out kind of as we go, because it's not very clear yet. So now back at the building, Prue is talking to a deputy, and he's saying, I'm sorry, ma'am, I know he's scared, but I personally handed him a final eviction notice two weeks ago. And she pulls out Cole's card and says, he knows the case and he wants to help, but only if I can keep this guy out of jail. Deputy says, you got three minutes. And she thanks him and then heads inside and lets herself in. And he is sitting on a mattress on the floor and says, um, hey, it's me again, Prue. I took pain reliever for my tooth. Deputy downstairs told me that your name's Vince. What's your last name? He says, misery. <laughs> and then... <laughs> literally me (laughs) and then she's like well in that case would you like some company who is she phoebe with these jokes i know like literally she's on it and he's like that's not funny and she's like yeah neither is your situation and she kneels next to him and tells him he's going to be arrested and he says i'll die if they put me in jail and she says i believe you that's why i came back to find you a new home but you have to leave here with me now. And he says that he can't, and he starts crying. And she's like, Vince, I know what it's like to have a gift that you can't control, that you never asked for. And living with that, it's hard, really hard. And he's like, don't tell me what's hard. You avoid your pain. I feel it. She says, then let's talk about the blessings, the rewards that come with having the gift. I mean, you can't even begin to, and she's like, he says words, just empty words. You don't feel them in your heart. You feel fear and panic because something's coming for you. Something you're afraid you can't stop. These are the blessings you want me to feel thankful for. And she says she's sorry. And he says you are sorry and confused and afraid and it's drowning me alive. And then there's a knock at the door and the deputy says that to let him in. And Vince tells her it's not a gift, it's a curse and that he can't ever leave. And then the deputy announces that he's coming in and Prue holds the door closed with her power and she casts a spell to free him of his power and as she's doing it, he grabs her hand. Then the deputy comes in and Prue says that the door stuck on her too and says that Vince is ready now. And she gives him Cole's card and he thanks her and says, you don't know what you just did for me. And she walks out and then Vince walks up to the deputy and grabs his throat and burns him alive and says i can't feel a thing so he was a demon he's a demon he's a super demon like damn that's a cool power 
I know that was kind of crazy. It's kind of bringing me back to um the dark lighter from season one. Like it's kind of similar yep. to his power. Burning them. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. So I like the emotion here between her and Vince, like her crying, him feeling her pain. It honestly did seem very genuine and very intense. And then her kind of feeling like, you know what, I just got to relieve him and getting rid of this. I don't know what him making contact did, but I'm kind of excited to see where this goes and kind of how they're going to stop him now. Yeah, I'm really interested in kind of the connection that Prue was talking about here and like how she feels about her own power versus like the way she projects this strength and confidence. But like Vince was able to see like her inner fear and all of that throughout this scene was really interesting, as well as, you know, whatever might happen next between them as a result of her freeing him and him being a demon. Yeah, it's cool. We've always kind of talked about that kind of proves like outer layer and, you know, confidence that she has built for herself and like the way she portrays herself. But here you can see the inner feelings and sometimes those come to the surface, but he can feel it no matter what, because, you know, he's an empath. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. So then we're at the restaurant and Piper, Leo, Cole, and Phoebe are all at a table together and things are super awkward. And Phoebe tries talking about football and Cole says that like he doesn't follow. And then Phoebe's like, he isn't human. And he like starts choking on his water. (laughs) And then he calls for the check and Piper and Phoebe like get up to go use the bathroom And Piper's like, Phoebe, I know you're upset that Leo crashed your lunch date. And she's like, no, it's not that. Cole is pulling away from me again. I can see it. And then they keep on walking. Then we go back to the table and Leo's like, look, Cole, before the girls get back, I have to tell you something. And he's like, what, spinach in my teeth? And he's like, no, no, it has to do with Phoebe. Well, I just feel very protective of her. We all do. You know, uh, she's a sweetie. She's been through a lot, a lot of loss. And Cole says that he senses that. And Leo says, well, she's into you. I can tell. Whatever your intentions are, I just, I want you to be straight with her, okay? And I don't want to see her get hurt. And he says, heaven forbid. And then the girls walk back over and Phoebe asks what they miss. And Cole says that Leo was giving him investment advice. And then the waitress brings over the check and Cole asks Leo if the two of them should split it. And Piper's like, oh, honey, did you forget your wallet again? And Leo's like, I guess so. And then Piper pulls out her card and that's when Cole's pager starts going off and he says he needs to take this and gets up and leaves. So I love the awkwardness of this. It feels so realistic. And also Leo, like showing that he cares about Phoebe, like literally just stopping to have that conversation with Cole is so sweet to me. Yeah, it was giving such big brother energy and I I did enjoy it a lot. Me too. Like that was really sweet. I feel like, I mean, we knew that he cared and loved, you know, all the sisters, but like the fact that he took the time to say that was like really adorable, I think. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, the whole he's not human thing, some comedy for the scene as well as kind of those more serious moments where Phoebe's expressing her worries that Cole is going to leave her. And then, you know, this conversation between Cole and Leo. Exactly. And of course, the uh, embarrassment he must have felt in this moment when 
you know, he couldn't pay for it. And Cole totally did that on purpose. Like, he knew what he was doing. Yeah, because Cole knows Leo's a white lender. Exactly. He knows he don't, he doesn't have money. And then Piper's trying to cover it up. I mean, I feel like, I know he was embarrassed for sure. But like, I feel like Piper did her best to try to avoid that and was like, oh, you forgot your wallet again, hun. You know? Yeah. Like, what else could she really do? Yeah. I mean, it I also, know. like, I'm surprised because, like, okay, when I've been in situations where, like, you go out and it's, like, very clearly two couples, like, the waitress is always like, oh, like, two checks, one for this couple, yeah. one for this couple. Yeah, usually they split the checks like that. But uh, I guess it's different this time. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> so... Back at the apartment building, Cole teleports in and Vince is there and he says, Balthazar, he's like, got your page. He's like, I owe you for sending me the witch. It went down just like you said. And he's like, you made physical contact during the spell, right? And uh, Vince is like, I could feel the empathic cancer pass out of me and right into her. How did you know that would happen? And then he's like, well, that's how you got it, isn't it? How long does she have? Vince is like, she's mortal. She won't be able to fight it like a demon can. I give her a day until the weight of human emotion crushes her. You'll enjoy watching it. And he says, I'll be out of town. I don't need others. I don't need to see the other two suffer the loss of their sister. And he says, compassion from you, Balthazar. I think maybe you've been undercover a little too long. And Cole says, not your concern. And then he says, true, my only concern is the empath who cursed me, Father Thomas. And then he starts to walk out and Cole pushes him against the wall. And he says, no, I can't risk the witches finding you and reversing their magic. Vince says, you forget who I was before I was an empath, Balthazar. I'm, I'm immune to their powers. And he says, maybe, but you're not immune to mine. And he's like, understood. And Cole moves his hand and teleports out and Vince looks really pissed about it. So... Now we kind of get where that touching came from, right? He transferred his power to Prue during the spell, which was Cole's plan, apparently. He knew what he was doing. And here with the compassion in there, and that wasn't even just for Phoebe. He was like the other two. Like, he doesn't want to see either of them kind of. Well, I think it really is just about Phoebe. He's just saying that because he doesn't want to expose his feelings that for Phoebe here. Uh, like, I don't think he gives yeah, a Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> you're probably right. I'm sure he doesn't really give a shit. But that is super sweet. I think that we're starting to see a little compassion from him. Super Even sweet. Yeah, he's like, I'll just kill her sister, but I don't want to see her sad. Exactly. Like, I'll just kill her sister and leave. It's not, you know. I'm going to be out of town. I don't want to see her upset. <laughs> wouldn't want to hurt her oh my god i think we're also seeing here again that hierarchy and where kind of cole lands and that he's clearly much more powerful than vince and vince is obviously pretty powerful because he's immune to their powers as witches so yeah that's basically exactly what i was just gonna say so then we're at the dentist office and prue is apologizing to the woman at the front desk for missing her appointment and seeing if there's any way she can be seen then we see some guy across the room, like, grab his girlfriend's ass, and Prue feels it. And then she starts laughing while explaining her tooth pain, and we see in the next room this old woman getting laughing gas. 
And Prue notices this and then starts to pick up on what's going on. Obviously, she is taking on the empathic powers. So Prue leaves. And as she's leaving, she like stops to pinch that guy's ass. And then his girlfriend like pushes him away and is super mad. And it's really funny. (laughs) So Prue's starting to get the emotion starting to feel it and see what's happening. This was kind of a comedic scene, but uh, we're starting to get that idea. Exactly, yeah. So now in the entryway of the manor, Cole and Phoebe are standing there and she asks him if something is wrong and he says no. And then Phoebe says, it's just you haven't said anything since we left the restaurant. And he's like, a lot on my mind, I guess. And she's like, work? He's like, yeah, sort of. I don't know how to say this. Phoebe's like, "Uh uh-oh, don't ever start a sentence like that with a girl. You don't want to see me anymore, do you? And it was kind of silent, and she's like, right, never accept a lunch date. And he says, it's got nothing to do with you. I mean, how I feel about you. And she's like, I don't understand. He's like, it's complicated. She's like, well, I think I deserve to know. He says, I promise you'll understand soon, maybe more than you'd want to. And he opens the door, and Prue walks in as Cole walks out. And, like, she kind of, like, loses her breath for a second and, like, is like, whoa. And... Phoebe's asks if she's okay and Prue's like wow I haven't felt anything like that since Andy was alive Phoebe's like anything like what she says spinning into infinity you know that a headlong spiral that steals your breath and stops your heart and Phoebe's like Prue what the hell are you talking about she's like falling in love and Phoebe's like Prue I just got dumped I'm trying to experience a breakup here who's falling in love (laughs) and then she says she says Cole and Phoebe says okay you are so off track and Prue jumps and she's like wait I felt that too your heart just jumped and I felt it you're falling in love too and she's all smiley about it and Phoebe's like oh what the hell is going on so I really enjoy this scene the Phoebe and Cole little breakup I mean it's really sad because we know what's going on underneath Phoebe obviously does not and then to have reveal the truth of what's going on yeah Cole is in love with phoebe holy uh-huh. shit he's fallen for her heavy demons can love question mark i guess we i mean that must be the case this is crazy though i love it like him completely falling for her and we finally get an official answer that it's happening. Like, I am so, so happy. Yeah, so now we know where that compassion is coming from, right? It's his love for Phoebe driving that. And I feel like we've been questioning the last few episodes, like, is he just playing her or does he feel something for her? And now we're kind of confirming that he definitely feels something for Phoebe. Exactly. We know for sure that he is not only just feels something, but is like, in love with her falling in love with her and she's feeling the same way that her getting all like excited like in her heart like she's her heart skipping a beat you know when Prue said it was so cute you know yeah and it totally explains why his other plans have fallen through right he doesn't want anything bad to happen to Phoebe yeah but he also knows that the only thing he has to do to end the charmed ones technically is kill one of them exactly So he's trying to get rid of one of them and kind of break the power of three and that's it, you know? 
That way he still gets whatever that deal he struck with the triad is, right? By ending the Charmed Ones. Exactly. But doesn't have to hurt the woman that he is now in love with. Yes. Also, I will just say the mention of Andy here is very sweet. You know, I haven't felt anything like that since Andy was alive. I was like, my heart. That totally melted my heart. That was so cute. You know, I feel so bad for Prue when she said that, though. I was like, oh, no. I know that that hurt. So then we're in the kitchen and Phoebe and Prue walk in and Phoebe tells Leo that Prue spell backfired and made her an empath. And Leo starts feeling fear and Prue asks why. And he says, I'm afraid that you're in danger. You weren't meant to receive this gift. You can't handle it. She says, you're looking at it all wrong. I was guided to Vince, remember? Maybe I was meant to have this gift. And Piper says, Prue, you're not an empath. You're just a witch. She says, right, a witch whose power comes from her emotions. Look, I was looking for a power boost to fight Balthazar, but maybe this is it. Will you guys please stop being so negative? And Phoebe's like, we didn't say anything. She's like, but I can feel all of your... And then she lifts her hand and the microwave blows up. And everyone's kind of confused. And then Prue's like, I think I did it. It's just all of your doubts are screaming in my head. I've got to get control of this. And then Phoebe's like, the Book of Shadows. Maybe there's something about empaths. And Prue's like, where are you going? Phoebe's like, to help you. She's like, yeah, but you're dying to see Cole. Phoebe, go to him, all right? Tell him what's in your heart. I think you'll find him receptive. And Phoebe says that she needs to stay with her, but Prue tells her to go and that he wants her. And they hug and Phoebe leaves. So I love this. Uh, Prue kind of seeing this as a positive thing. Maybe it is a good thing. Maybe we're keeping Prue as an empath and it'll actually work in her favor, you know, and maybe help her fight the demons like she says but it does seem like it's going to be a bit of a problem and maybe too much and obviously it's part of Cole's plan for it to go south so I can only imagine that it's going to yes and we're already seeing kind of like this push of control though we are seeing it connect to her other power too which is why um you know it is possible that it could be something positive, though I'm leaning towards it not being, because I don't think the series would be as interesting if Prue did get to keep this power. Also, when Piper's like, you're just a witch, I was like, just? Yeah. Like, sorry? Come on, y'all are the (laughs) charmed ones, and Prue is the most powerful of the three, so. Exactly. She's not just anything. Exactly. Um, I also think it's really sweet the way she's, like, pushing Phoebe towards Cole, but also, I mean, she she's doing her true, like, overconfident thing here, right? She's like, I can handle this. We'll yeah. figure this out. We, I think that her, um, with Phoebe and Cole, because we know that she doesn't like them, or like, you know, the idea of them together, or trust Cole or anything. I wonder if her being all supportive right now is just coming from her feeling the love because she's feeling it. You know what I mean? Like, because she has to feel it and can't control yeah so she kind of doesn't have her own idea of it that right that she's feeling what they feel but I think it's also knowing what he feels might be leading her to trust him right because that tells her what his intentions are with Phoebe exactly that that's also probably part of it as well like not sensing anything evil right sensing that he's in love with her sister which adorable 
So back downstairs, Prue is heading towards the stairs and Piper and Leo offer to help her. And she says that she'll go to the book alone because your guys' couple issues are really starting to hurt my head. And Piper turns to Leo and is like, wait, we have couple issues? And then Prue points to them and says, resentment, denial, be nice. And then she leaves. And Piper's like, what is it exactly that you resent? And Leo's like, well, I tried to step out into the real world today like you wanted. And she's like, yes, and I appreciated your subtle yet effective lunch invitation. And he was like, I was humiliated. She's like, when? And he said, when the bill came. You know, Piper, in my time, men opened doors for women when they walked in, and they stood up when they left, and they always, always paid for meals. And she was like, I just assumed you were okay with it. And he says, I'm not. And she's like, well, then you should have said something. And he says, look, Piper, you want me in the real world, but I'm not of this world. And she's like, I know, and I see your point. I'm sorry I didn't understand. I'm very proud to be with you. So proud that I need to share you with the rest of the world, my world. And, you know, the other stuff, we'll just, we'll figure it out. And they kiss and start making out and fall back onto the couch, work through those things, and Prue from the attic is like, not now, I have a headache, <laughs> which I found hilarious. Yeah, I loved that line. That was really fun. <laughs> I know. As far as their conversation goes, so for me, Leo's never had a problem with Piper paying for things before, so to me, it feels like he was trying to show off to another guy, the guy being Cole, which yeah. I don't like. I feel like that's kind of toxic masculinity. Yeah, Because, like, I get they've gone on too. plenty of other dates where he's been fine with Piper paying for their meals. Right. It it's, seems like it was just because it was in front of um, another guy that he had to do that. But I don't know. I, I get where he's coming from because he kind of feels like you know while well, he's doing it for her this these things and going out into the real world and like that is kind of embarrassing that he had to you know not be able to pay for it in a situation that kind of she wanted from him that he didn't yeah. want to be a part of so i i understand partially what he's upset about but at the same time i think piper's valid where it's like well i, I didn't know like why would that have been an issue you know I don't know. I think the the argument kind of made sense and them figuring it out felt kind of understandable to me here. Yeah. I think my only issue with it was that it hasn't been a consistent issue in their relationship. Yeah. Um but I just thinking like just from this scene and just from this episode, I understand where Leo's coming from and I do get why like especially since you know Cole's like, "Oh, why don't we do this?" and then Leo can't. Like I get why that would feel hard right exactly I think that's kind of what's going through my head too but I understand what you mean it's not very consistent with the past because that has been the case you know yeah but I mean I'm happy they worked it out and I'm happy that like Prue's power did kind of play some good in this scene and allowing them to work out issues that they might have just like left unresolved which is also interesting to me because I feel like since they've gotten back together, we've seen consistently good communication between Piper and Leo. So the fact that they were kind of like letting it be on the inside, I'm glad that it was put out in the open and they did get to have another one of those good conversations. Because when they talk, I feel like they do always come to an understanding. I think so too. I think even though they have issues and are able to communicate and talk through this, um, like it makes them stronger 
they have been pretty good since they got together, but I like the slight arguments and kind of things like that. But they are still able to work on it. Like they seem like a healthy couple overall. Yeah, you know, I really do think that like when they sit down and they each explain their point of view, they're always able to come to some type of understanding. Like, yes, as a couple, you're always going to have things that are different because at the end of the day, you are two different people. You're not one person. Right. And I think the way that they're able to take what their issues are and talk about them and come to either a compromise or a solution of some type shows that they are a healthy couple. Agreed. So then we go to Cole's apartment and we see Cole is shirtless for some reason, hot as fuck, but not really sure why. (laughs) And he's like packing a suitcase and then there's a knock at the door and he opens it, doesn't bother putting on a shirt. It's Phoebe. And he smiles and is like, what are you doing here? And she says, I came to tell you something. And then she steps closer and says, actually, and kisses him. And they start making out. And it's like, you can't really tell if he's like kissing her back or not at first. But then she's like, I was always much better at show than tell. And then he picks her up and they start really making out against the door. And Cole's like, you have no idea what you're getting yourself into. And she says, neither do you. And they go back to kissing. Oh, my God. First of all, so sexy, this whole scene. I love both of them so much in this moment. And Cole just not being able, Cole just not being able to resist her because he's in love with her is like, I love it. I love it. So it's making me so happy. The chemistry between them is insane. I know. They're so good. Like, the physicality, like, all of it is. I know. They do a great job here. But, like, I can't decide if, like, this is going to, you know, be good or bad in the end. Like, is he turning good? Or is he still evil? And then it's just going to, like, hurt her in the end. Like, it's, I'm still so confused. But so far, I'm, like, loving this. I'm feeling them so hard. Yeah, like, I want her to change him. And I don't like that the show is making me do that because we know that bad boys do not change. But I'm, I'm like, I'm like, it's going to happen. I believe yeah, I know. in I'm, my heart. I'm determined. My heart is sure that it's going to be better in the end. Like, in real life, you can't change a bad boy. But in TV, you can. And I'm hoping Phoebe does. Yeah. TV, you can make anything happen. And I'm praying for her. Yeah. Also, when he picked her up, I was just like... I can't breathe. This is too hot. I know. <laughs> I can't breathe. Literally, that was so hot. I love it so much. Also, just to be personal for a second, that's my favorite thing. When you're like kissing somebody and they pick you up, my favorite. Love it. Yep. So for all you stronger partners out there, do that. Yeah. Trust. It'll make them fall in love. Mm-hmm. That shit will get you. Get you every time. Mm-hmm. So now we are at Cole's apartment still, and it's the next morning, and Cole and Phoebe are in bed, she's asleep, and he, like, pets her hair and kisses her shoulder, and she wakes up, and they say good morning to each other, and he asks her how she feels about last night, and she says that it was magical, and they're being really playful and cute and laughing together, And Phoebe's like, right here, right now, in this place, it's perfect. I wish the whole world were right in this room. And then he says, 
we wouldn't have to worry about what happens next. And she nods. Then she notices his suitcase across the room. And she's like, are you going someplace? And he says, maybe. I'm not sure yet. And she's like, you know, if you're hiding anything from me, you don't have to hide anything from me. And he's like, what makes you think I'm hiding something? And she's like, mm, for the same reason, I know how you really feel about me. If you're in some kind of trouble, and he says, I can handle it. And she says, I can help you. And he says, no, you can't. And then they kiss, and he says that he has to go. And she's like, am I going to see you again? And he says, one way or another, I promise. And he gets up and walks away. So, like, I, I just want to say, like, where is he going? This is his apartment. <laughs> like, where does he have to go? I'm curious. Like, he's going to leave? She's going to stay? I guess. Makes sense. I mean, whatever. Also, you know, it's charmed. So immediately after sexual relations, unless you're Piper and Leo, you fall asleep, of course. Right, exactly. And, of course, put on their button up and their boxers, the works. Um <laughs> Surprisingly, they were both naked here. I know. Was not expecting that. So funny. But no, overall, this is a really cute scene. We're seeing the way he's like still pulling back from her and the way she's like trying to get close to him. But obviously she doesn't know what his actual reasons are for kind of pulling away. So. Exactly. But I, I do love their energy here. He's obviously, you know, we can see him trying really hard to stay bad but he's like falling for her and she's pulling him towards good and it's just beautiful though even the way they act it out and show it it's so realistic you know yeah I think Julian McMahon is doing a really great job of playing this like internal conflict that Cole is going through in these scenes because there's a very subtle way and even Phoebe's picking up on it that he is kind of like doing this back and forth with her. Yeah. Because I think he's trying really hard to avoid like catching these feelings. I think he's denying what he really feels, you know? Yeah, definitely. So then we cut to this church and Vince is talking to this woman and asking where Father Thomas went. And eventually like she tells him that he had a nervous breakdown three years ago and he kills her. Great. Quick little scene. nice of him. Yeah, it was nice of him. So now in the basement of the manor, we see Prue sitting in the corner holding her head and she can hear all of the issues with the neighbors and we just hear lots of shouting going on in her head. Piper and Leo come in and Piper's like, Prue, what's wrong? And she's like crying and like freaking out and says she's just trying to escape. The emotions, they're everywhere. I can't get away. It's not just you and Piper. I'm picking up things from other people's houses. They're in my head and they're in my heart and it just hurts. And Piper goes to move towards her and Prue backs away and says no. And she sits back on the floor and keeps crying. And she's like, it is so hard to concentrate, to even talk. I just want it to go away. My head, it feels like it's going to split. And then like, as she says that, the panels on the ceiling split and break. And I don't know how the ceiling didn't just fall through right then and there, but whatever. (laughs) Piper's like, what was that? And Leo's like, her empathic ability the more she feels the more powerful she becomes and piper's like all right if this is a gift we are returning it it's not meant for you and she thinks that they should find vince and her and leo get prue so i just want to say you know prue saying she can't concentrate i didn't know she was trying to have sex here (laughs) 
<laughs> I totally forgot about that. Oh my god. I'll never forget. That's so perfect. Seriously. Like, who are you trying to sleep with right now, Pro? You're alone. I know. Like, it doesn't even. She's concentrating sense. on herself. <laughs> yeah. Like Phoebe was exactly. Um, I will say, through acting this out, she's doing a great job. Like, phenomenal. She looks genuinely like scared freaked out like all all of the emotions you know and piper here i'm kind of liking that energy where like like she's stepping up to take care of her sister you know she's gonna she's like really there for her right now she's like all right you know what like i'm on it let's let's fix this you know and i like that, that energy from piper yeah no definitely um i think you know a lot of times on this podcast i'm always praising holly marie combs for mm-hmm. portraying emotion so well shannon doherty's killing it here she kills it oh, a yeah. lot but especially in these moments and then to go back to what you were saying about piper i think that piper is used to letting her sisters take the lead because they have stronger personalities than she does but when piper needs to she's always ready to step in and take charge she's just not used to having to yeah exactly I mean, there are some moments where she, like, doesn't feel, you know, like she can and she needs kind of some guidance to help her there. But she's also always got Leo to back her up. And I feel like that's what makes them such a good team, too. When Piper has moments like that, he's there to, like, take care of her and help her get to where she needs to be, which is what he does for all the sisters. It is his job. But it works so well for the two of them, I think, you know? Yeah. And I think that's one of the things they really have in common is both of them are caretakers as their personality. Yeah, exactly. So then we're at the construction site and we see that there are construction people and police everywhere. And we see that the building is roped off with a crime scene tape. And Phoebe approaches Piper and Leo, and Piper asks where she was and says that she could have changed. And then they start talking about, like, Cole and Phoebe's hookup, and Leo's like, can we talk about this later? And then Piper tells Phoebe that Prue's waiting in the car, and they see, like, a body being pushed out on a, like, stretcher thing. So then we're in the stairway, and Phoebe's saying that Cole said that Vince never called, and Piper says, I'm starting to smell a demon. Leo says, if you're right, it would explain why the empathic gift didn't kill him. And Phoebe says, so how did the demon, formerly known as Vince, become an empath anyway? Leo says, I'm guessing he got the power from a true empath. It would act like a curse on the demon, making him feel the pain he inflicts. Then we go into the apartment. The three of them walk in, and Phoebe instantly has a premonition of the deputy being killed. Then the woman from the church being killed. Then a flash of the psychiatric hospital and Vince killing Father Thomas. They all walk out into the hall, and Phoebe's like, we're definitely right about the demon theory. Piper's like, that was a premonition, but you didn't touch anything. And Leo says, this room must be dripping with psychic remnants. What the (laughs) fuck does that mean? (laughs) I don't, I was thinking that too. I was like, oh, okay. I I mean, I guess just a lot of emotion. I don't, like, what does that mean? I don't know. Thoughts? (laughs) But anyway, then Phoebe's like, oh, it's a demon killing spree. And they assume that it's some type of revenge of the empath that cursed him. And assume that the last person she saw is that empath. So they decide they're going to go to Crest Hills. Yeah. 
feels like a little uh you know them immediately assuming it was that he's a demon and kind of figuring out that like oh it's you know that last guy is the is the empath and whatever and all of that it's like a little bit you know could he use some more uh details there felt like a little of what i like to call plot sake yeah plot sake whatever <laughs> they they didn't really have any other way to make the connections i guess um aside from of course the psychic remnants <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why couldn't she have touched? She could have just touched literally anything. Yeah, and it would have been fine. But I was like, whatever. oh god, the psychic remnants. It's too much. Yeah, no, that was wild. But also, like, they didn't see the girl from the church. Like, they don't know whether or not she was future or past. So, like, they're not even gonna check that out. They're like, we'll just let her die first and go directly to this guy that we saw last. You know what I mean? Like, of why- course. You didn't even know if she's still alive. Like, you could go save her. You don't know that. Yeah. So, it was a little weird. But it's okay. Plot's sake. We'll chop it up. To that. Of course. Um, Pretty And, you cool. know, the little sister moment at the beginning was cute. That's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. So, now in the car, Prue is in the back seat, not looking so good. She's really sweaty and breathing super heavy. And she just seems super agitated, upset. And we cut to Crest Hills Psychiatric Hospital at the front desk. And the lady asks who they're visiting. And Phoebe's like, uh, we came to visit our father. And she's like, what's his name? And Phoebe's like, um, dad. <laughs> and the lady, the lady starts going off and is like, this is a psychiatric hospital and blah, blah, blah. So Phoebe tells her to free, tells Piper to just freeze her and she does. And we see Prue sitting on a bench, and Leo tells her that this place will be a lot for her, but Prue's like, I have to be here if Vince comes. I need to be there to reverse the spell. Yeah. So, fair enough, but poor Prue is literally dying inside. And that was a really yeah. funny moment there. No, I mean, the little, like, you know, Phoebe with the front desk lady is funny. I don't get why they didn't just freeze her right away, why they even tried this plan, but... <laughs> I don't know, but it whatever. was kind of funny. Comedy's sake. <laughs> yeah, comedy's sake. It worked. Like, don't get me wrong, I really enjoyed the scene, but I was like, this makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I was thinking the same thing. So then we go to the main room inside of the hospital, and... All four of them walk in, and Phoebe spots Father Thomas by the window. Her and Piper go over to him, and Phoebe says, I know this is probably going to sound crazy, but are you an empath? He's like, you people don't have to humor me, you know. I know you don't believe me. Piper says, no, we're not doctors or patients. We're witches, and we're looking for the empath who cursed a demon. And he turns to them. And says, I was working as a priest, helping people when it came after me. Vinceris is a demonic assassin, timeless, unstoppable. Piper says, but you stopped him. How? He says, when the demon took my throat to kill me, I laid my hands on him as if to heal him. Phoebe says, and you gave him your power. He says, yes, I didn't know if I could, but I did. I cursed Vinceris and myself. I'm staring at eternity on earth with no gift and no reason to be. Piper says, well, I can't help you with the eternity part, but I can give you a reason to be now. And he says that he read the paper and that they have to get to the building and safely relocate the demon. 
That's when Phoebe starts to explain what happened with Prue and he starts flipping out about the spell. And then the whole room gets very hectic and Prue's really struggling with everyone's emotions and everything starts flying around and it's just total chaos. Yes, so pretty um, intense moment. I don't know why they immediately like knew that he was the empath, but whatever. Well, it's because um, Phoebe saw him in the premonition. Right, but they didn't know that he was the empath. Well, because well, because that was their like figuring in last scene. They already decided that that's what was happening. Yeah, exactly. Still, just didn't make that much sense, but whatever. <laughs> Aside from that, this is like this whole scene is working for me. I like it. You know, his explanation of what happened it kind of makes sense to me, and you know him freaking out and then everything going into chaos and spinning out of control. It all kind of adds up to me. Yeah, definitely. Um, overall, I mean, like you're saying. They did jump to conclusions here, but I think the scene worked. I think that it felt like reasonable exposition to me. And I like the way that they're playing off of his loss of purpose here, which will come into play more in the episode as we see him connect with Prue later on. Exactly. So back at the manor now, it's a little later and Prue is back in the basement, rocking back and forth on the floor and Leo is sitting on the stairs, just watching her struggle, looking very sad for her. Which, again, just the way he cares about all of them melts my heart. Yeah. And then up in the conservatory, Phoebe and Piper find Vinceris in the book. And Father Thomas is telling them that there's nothing they can do. That when he finds them, they're all dead. And Leo walks in and says that he can't get through to Prue. And Piper says that they need to snap her out of it or she won't be able to reverse the spell. And Father Thomas says, you can't reverse the spell. Vinceris is immune to witch's magic. And Phoebe's like, well, Prue's spell worked. He says, that's because the demon allowed it to work to its own advantage. You'll find your spells useless now. And Phoebe's like, maybe we actually don't need to reverse the spell. Prue's getting hit by emotions, all emotions, and her powers are tied to these emotions. So maybe if she could figure out a way to channel them, she'd be pretty unstoppable herself. And Leo asks Father Thomas if it's possible, and Father Thomas says that she's too far gone and she won't live to see the night. And then Piper gets really pissed, and that energy we were talking about before comes out, and she's like, this man has experienced the entire rainbow of human emotions, and the best he has to give us here is self-pity? I don't think so. Look, you use this power to stop this demon. Now my sister has your power. Deal with it, and then help us. I love it! I, I like bitch Piper was in love with Piper in this scene I was like bitch yeah I know for a moment there for a moment there I was like whoa am I am I into chicks like damn <laughs> like she <laughs> she got me with that one yes it's like as hot as Cole yelling at people I was like ooh. yeah I know give me that like whoa she I love bad bitch Piper I have to say yes. and I mean, fair enough, too. Like, I get that he's upset about this, but if he can stop this demon and they're trying to figure out a way to do it, then, like, just fucking help, jackass. Like, yeah. Like, I get his feeling defeated by losing his power, but the fact that you would give up all the good you could still do just because you stopped a demon is... feels senseless to me. And I think that's yeah. what Piper's really trying to point out to him here. I agree. And I think that she really got through by saying that. Yeah, definitely. 
which we'll see in the very next scene where we're in the basement and <laughs> Prue's crying and Father Thomas and Leo walk down and Prue yells for them to go away. And Father Thomas says, I know how you feel. Your instinct is to pull away. Don't try to find an inner calm. She says, I can't, the pain, the noise. He says, you're carrying a cross you were never meant to bear. I'm sorry. You've been fighting what you feel. That's natural. And it's wrong. To find your strength as an empath, you must embrace the emotion. The feelings are ripping you apart because you're fighting them, like the demon did. A demon can't handle human emotions. You can. I'm sorry, but... Wow. Like, that was so powerful. His voice is just so soothing. Like, I almost wanted to cry the way he was, like, talking to her and, like, soothing her, comforting her, and trying to help her. It felt so, so genuine. Like, that was a really strong scene, honestly. No, it was. It was a really strong... I feel like we've seen these other scenes where Prue has this kind of father figure, and I felt that again here. I felt Mm -hmm. him really giving her that comfort and that strength she needed through this speech. And it just felt like such a beautiful moment on screen. It did. It did. It really did. And I wish that we were able to like present it as good as it happened, you know, during the watch. But yeah, no, this was definitely powerful. And she, it kind of seems to be that way. Those people that help her out and make her feel confident like this, like it happened with Sam and you know with this guy and I, I'm sure it's happened before but these father figures like they do it for Prue you know it, it really helps her a lot yeah it's just right. like part of what she's missing you know and I also right. like this idea that like a demon can't handle feelings but Prue is still human so she can um which I think yeah. will circle us back to the idea of demons being able to love if they can't handle feelings so I'm really interested in keeping an eye on Cole and Phoebe because she felt love from Cole so that's really interesting to me yeah you're right so I I, yeah I would definitely have to get more into that and I think hopefully we'll find out some more once we find out a little more about Cole and you know see if maybe there's an explanation or if we just kind of have that answer of I guess demons can feel yeah. Depending on, you know, whether or not they want to, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, whether or not they're open to it, maybe. Exactly. Like, we, we're not really sure. Mm-hmm. So now in the entryway on the first floor, Vince busts through the door and asks if anyone's home. Then Phoebe is hiding behind the door and calls Piper and is like, now. And Piper freezes him and he quickly fights through it. And he asks where Father Thomas is. And then Piper is like plan B and hits him over the head with a vase, which doesn't affect him at all. And he throws her across the room. Then Phoebe kicks him in the face and starts fighting him. But then he throws her too over to where Piper is. And he starts coming towards both of them. And Piper tries to keep freezing him, calls for Leo to hurry up. So obviously things are getting intense. I'm going to have to assume that Cole said something and that's why he knows where they live because otherwise I don't know where else he would have gotten that information yeah I don't know how he knows where they live I don't think Cole said something specifically because Cole doesn't want him going after them Uh, oh yeah you're right so I I'm not exactly sure how they got there but you know 
Okay. Because it's not like he can track people. Otherwise, he wouldn't have had to go through all of that to find Father Thomas in the first place. Exactly. And they, they didn't leave any information at the psych ward. They just, like, took him and left, you know, and, like, had the people frozen. So it doesn't quite track. Yeah. Unsure how he found them. But nice little action-packed scene. I am wondering, when did Phoebe change and do her hair? Like, when did she have time to do that? Yeah, no clue. I didn't even realize it. Like, she's wearing a different shirt and now her hair is in pigtails. I'm like, when did this happen? (laughs) (laughs) They just switched it up real quick. Real quick. Time for, my sister's in danger of dying, but it's time for a quick costume change. Yeah, quick costume change. Don't like the fit. This isn't the bad bitch fit that I feel like I need to wear when fighting this demon right now. So let's switch things up. (laughs) So then we cut back to the basement and Father Thomas asks Prue to take his hand. So she does. He says, my power to ease human suffering lay in my hands. That's how I cursed the demon. You must channel the empathic gift into your power. She says, I can't. I can't control my power. He says, Prue, you can do it. You have a once in a lifetime opportunity to feel the world's emotions. All it means to be human, the good and the bad. Don't be afraid. And she looks at him and accepts his plan. Oh, like it just gets better and better. This like I could watch those two scenes of Father Thomas in the basement over and over again. It's just so like impactful and I love it. Like, like you can really see in him that power to help people just through his voice just through his advice yeah and his energy the way he talks everything about it it's just like you don't need that power to and I think that's kind of something he was able to realize after Piper yelling at him and him doing this with Prue you know it's because of who he is that he even got this gift in the first place you know so he still has that ability to help people like he's doing for Prue right now Mm mm-hmm Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So back on the first floor, Vince is choking Phoebe and is like, just tell me where the empath is and I won't kill you. Then Prue comes in with Leo and Father Thomas. Her makeup is completely cleared. She looks perfect condition, like she wasn't just absolutely destroyed in the basement. Um, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, You want him? Come and get him. And she moves Vince away from Phoebe and throws him into the wall. And he's like, how'd you do that? And she says, if you want the empath, you're going to have to go through me. And she starts running towards him and like walks up his body while kicking him, which is like crazy. And then they start fighting and they're pretty even fighting. And then she does like this flip off of the stairway wall, which is pretty badass and like kicks her and then he gets right back up and is like, you can't hurt me, which I can handle your powers. And he grabs her throat and lifts her. But then like, she slowly pulls his hand off and flips over him and kicks him in the back of the head. And they start fighting again. And then he says again that he can handle her powers. And she's like, what about pain, human pain? And she astral projects and her astral project self goes into him and she's and he starts like screaming and explodes from, you know, the inside. And then regular Prue wakes up and is looking at astral Prue. So now they're both awake looking at each other and everyone is shocked. And she goes back into her body and smiles and she's like, the voices, they're gone. 
and everyone walks over to her and to father thomas she's like i'm sorry i was hoping we could return your gift and he says but you did it appears i have the ability to understand what people are feeling even without a magical assist and they smile and phoebe says you kicked ass and she's like i did didn't i which super cute yeah so i loved this fight scene me too i really liked it i I mean, the kick where she, like, lifted her leg forward over the back of her head was a bit much, but um, I think (laughs) that's, like, literally not even physically possible. But it was, like, such a badass scene. The fight felt, you know, real. Like, obviously, she was very tapped into the emotions and the power, which, like, brought her to be able to fight like this, which was crazy, so badass. The way that he, she jumped in and made him feel all the pain was beautiful, and another thing I noticed when she first was like running and doing the kick thing to him, like climbing up his body or whatever, I like it passes where Piper and Phoebe are sitting. And I don't know if you noticed this because I never noticed this in any of the watches before, but it was like two different actresses in the background. It wasn't. Yeah, no, Piper you could Phoebe. very clearly see the stunt doubles in that scene. I never noticed, but why did they even need stunt doubles for them to just like sit there by the couch yeah i wasn't really sure why they needed stunt doubles because like they we'd already seen them sitting there it wasn't like it went straight from them getting thrown no exactly like it it didn't make any sense at all to me so they could have just like sat there and continued it like that i thought but they were two completely different people in the background yeah we had randos it was it didn't even look like piper it was like a blonde girl like playing Piper in the back it was so weird I was like what the hell is that and I never noticed it before but that was funny yeah and I'm glad that Father Thomas had that realization even though they couldn't get him his power back like he can still now you know be who he was and still help people yeah and I'm also interested in this growth of Prue's astral projection power um now that she can be awake and astral project at the same time I wonder if we'll see that happen again or if that was because of the empathic power boost yeah I I was wondering the same thing like maybe this is like gonna last some of this power growing for her and if not I mean at least now she knows kind of she can get there she can deal with these emotions she knows how to kind of channel her emotions into her power a little more now she was able to feel that today which is really good and i hopefully will be helpful in the end whenever they have their big fight of the you know of the season yeah definitely so then we're at p3 and a band is playing and prue and phoebe come down the stairs and walk over to piper who's by the bar we find out that prue went to the dentist and finally got her tooth fixed Then Phoebe starts asking how she vanquished Vince, and Prue says it was something Father Thomas said to me. Vinceris was trying to fight off the feelings of an empath because demons cannot handle human emotion. I forced him to feel, and he couldn't take it. Then Leo walks up and tells them that Father Thomas is returning to his church, and Phoebe says, so I guess the only other question is, who sent the signs that led Prue to the demon?" And she says, well, probably the triad or Balthazar, which means we have to be careful the next time we get a sign. Piper says, yeah, but Prue, you got quite a power boost there. Are you going to miss it? And she says, yeah, but I did get to stop an unstoppable demon. Got a little taste of what my future powers are going to be like. I'm on the right path. 
Then she turns to Phoebe and says, speaking of paths, what's up with you and your coal dependency? Where do you guys stand? And she says, I have no idea. I think I'm going to go find out right now and grabs her purse and leaves. So here, I guess it seems like that power boost was just from the abilities. But like I said, she notices that, you know, maybe this is how good things can get in the future, how powerful they can become, which uh, is good and I think will help her advance. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I like, you know, the little sisterly conversations here, the wrap up of Father Thomas being able to return to a life of helping people. Yeah, I like that. I think that it all played out really well you know, getting to help each other out. And then I'm very interested in the Cole and Phoebe of it all as well. Yes. The only other thing I'll say about that scene is this idea of the power boost is just bringing me back to Phoebe and be careful what you wish for when she was wishing for more power. Here we see Prue having, wanting to grow her powers, gaining a little more power and then accepting where she's at the same way that Phoebe did at the end of that other episode. Exactly, yes. So now we move to the final scene of the episode and we are in Cole's apartment and Cole opens the door and, you know, when Phoebe pulls up and they say hi and she's like, I half expected not to find you here. And he's like, yeah, well, an associate of mine didn't do as he was told, so I've still got work to do. And she walks in and she's like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? And he says both and they hug. So... That is how this episode ends. And I can, I know how bittersweet this must feel for Cole right now. But um, I love it. I love the ending of this, them being together. And this whole episode, I think, worked very well for me. Yeah, definitely. I'm really interested to see where things are going with this plot line as far as Cole and the triad and Cole and Phoebe goes. Exactly. Me too. Like. Where are we going with this? How's it going to play out? What's he going to do if and when they find out? Like, is he going to be good? Is he bad? Like, is he going to have to kill them? Are they going to have to kill him? Like, I am so invested in this, you know? Me too. Me too. And I mean, we're still so early in the season. So I'm just like, what could possibly be coming in the next few episodes in the rest of the season? Like, it's just Mm -hmm. so exciting. I know. Definitely. A lot to look forward to. I'm really excited to see how all of this goes. I'm interested in everybody's storyline right now. I feel like everybody's making new moves. We're a lot more into kind of them coming into their own. I feel like we're finally like broken that barrier of them first starting out as witches. And I'm I'm just really excited for it. Like, I just can't wait to see where it goes. Yeah, me too. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you want to reach out to us or follow us on social media, we're on Instagram and TikTok at rewitch underscore pod. Or you can send us an email to rewitched.pod at gmail.com. Also, if you would like to subscribe to our Patreon, we have several monthly tiers available at patreon.com slash rewitchedpodcast. Either way, we appreciate you listening and hope you'll join us back next time for season three Episode 7, Power Outage.